0: It's been a while, so let's do some behind the scenes. Hey everyone, welcome back to another behind-the-scenes-tastic episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And we are back with Light and Magic, Episode 2. Wait, wrong button. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right, well, so we did the first episode, like, last year. <laughs> like, two summers ago, I think. Whenever like it just
1: came out, I think we did it, like when it got released and something we? like
0: the first episode and we were like man it ended on it was weird it was like a documentary but it ended on a cliffhanger, cliffhanger. it was kind of weird and i guess we weren't too excited to go to the next one because it's been over a year since we've
1: why visited. didn't we ever go back
0: because we're stupid we'd rather do ewoks than some because yeah. this episode of this thing was great it's oh my gosh thing. it's
1: so good <laughs> like even my wife was like wait so George, like, she was asking all the questions about George Lucas, and I was like,
0: "Because yeah, I learned something about George Lucas I didn't know."
1: Well, I I think we'll it's get, cool we'll, get that. We'll, we'll get I,
0: into that. We'll get into that. I
1: told my wife I stopped it. I'm like, "Can you just watch this? Like, Why are you <laughs> asking me questions when he's telling you the answer?"
0: Right, it was funny. That's like, she loves doing that stuff. Yep. Yeah, so if you like documentaries, or even if you don't like documentaries, I think this Light and Magic one is a really interesting format and in how they do things. And so. The Light it's Magic really on well Disney+. Plus. Um, so we did the first episode. This is the second episode. So we're going to kind of go through it quick, kind of like some talking points. It's probably just kind of like random talk. We're not going to really have much structure. But if you want more details, so the first two episodes are about the making of A New Hope. And it's super interesting. I learned a lot of cool stuff, especially with this episode too. So there's that. But before we get into that episode, we got some two news things kind of well one news one fun fact about us type of thing but
1: oh today
0: on the 29th of november was spotify wrapped and so if you're on spotify you got notified of all your statistics from this year on spotify and as creators that we have our content on spotify we get fun facts about us our audience and so uh you guys we got some cool last okay, last year's facts, like the ones that they gave us were way more cool than this year. We only got a few like interesting things. But one, this year our audience has grown thirty percent. That's pretty cool. That's that's a lot of people. So this year thirty mm-hmm. percent. And what is interesting is of that thirty percent, seventy seven percent of those people have been international people. Wow. So, so, here's so our top 5 like most followed new followers from our international audience. Number 1, Portugal. Hi Portugal. What's up? Hello. Mexico. Mexico. Cool. Austria, Mexico? Brazil? Brazil, and Singapore. <laughs> so, all right. You're new. So we have hundreds of new followers from around the world that are following us. Hey, send us a voicemail like yeah for real like at the end of every episode we do our voicemails and if you're from one of these countries or if you're new this year and you're from another country dude just send us a voicemail we love to hear accents we love to hear you say may the force be with you in your language super cool so get on that we'd love to hear from you
1: yes do that we would love that and that's so cool like i would never thought portugal
0: or Brazil or Singapore, like Mexico, yeah. Like, yeah, cause I get because they're it like, our neighbors to the south, and so we
1: can knock on their door. We can knock or, on that,
0: their door, um, oh, or, man, we could just walk across, or we could just walk across the border because there's not a lot of <laughs> wall there <laughs> or fences. Um, but yes, so that's cool. Also, our the amount of content that we have posted last compared to last year, we are six percent more. Which is about like
1: one more episode, <laughs> which
0: is about which is about three hundred minutes extra, which most of that was covered by the four hour <laughs> EU with Andrew uh, we had. So thanks to, Andrew, to Andrew, our Andrew, <laughs> thing there you up, go. Um, it was that. like
1: that, and then like probably when we had to do like we had mo-
0: episodes, we had multiple. Episodes that were over three hours this year so. That but didn't we happen.
1: have it where, like, in a week, though, we had to do, like, two episodes?
0: There was. And then we had Star Wars Celebration, which we did, like, five episodes that weekend or something like that. hmm And so. Yeah, that makes sense. But it was still, compared to three years ago or two years ago, we have less time, though. Because, like, the first one that we ever got, like, from been mm-hmm. 2021 wrap. We had like 6,400 minutes, and this year we only have 5,700 minutes. So losing a person really cuts yeah. down on our on our content. But cuts this- the
1: podcast episodes a little bit, and then also we had a lot more time back then. That is true. Like the world did nothing, and we could just BS about everything. Right. And everyone listened, too.
0: Yeah. And... Our number one episode that people listen to this year, which is a surprise. I I could yeah. have looked and looked at the numbers and I would have known this, but our top five misunderstood things in Star Wars was our number one listened to episode, which is cool. Like that's I thought it was going to be like a breakdown one of like a Mando episode or a Silk episode, but mm-hmm. um, no. So that's cool. So go check that one out. If you have not listened to that one or watch it on YouTube, go check it out. Because I remember on YouTube, it was like, it was a bump on views on that one too. So
1: yeah, why was that? That one in the hot take one on YouTube. Yeah, the one I wasn't involved in. Yeah, I kind of thought it was just because I wasn't there, but
0: you know, it was also a clickbaity topic too. So
1: we should do another hot take. Clone Wars hot take.
0: If you want to come up with a list of fifteen hot takes, like Andrew did for us, go right ahead. <laughs> when you have time, which you don't have time, so. Yeah.
1: Will, get on it. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> send me your list.
0: Yeah, Will, what are we paying you for? Let's get, get a list. Come on, Will. Um, but that's the wrap. That was kind of like the main highlights that we had uh, from that for this year. So that's cool. But send us your your uh, wrapped information. If you're on Discord, Post people have been posting all day in the Discord their, their rap stuff. So they're and posting like,
1: on Discord, not on our Instagram? Correct. You guys, tag us on
0: Instagram. Tag us on Instagram. So send us Nate. Put in your
1: story and tag us, and then we'll reshare your story.
0: Yep. Shout out to Nate, who you hear in the voicemail sometimes and in the Spotify Q and A. He listened to every single. He found us this year and found us and listened to every single of our episodes. So this is episode two thirty three today, and his was twenty five thousand minutes of Empire Radio that he. <laughs> so he was. He's a top. Point one percent top or whatever. So like he's better than the one percent. He's a top one percent of one percent or whatever. He's so, an A plus plus. Yeah, so he's a technically our number one fan. Oh, so thanks, wow. Nate Keeney. You're the best. You're yeah. now next year. You're gonna be on the same board as everybody else. So you, if you want that number one Unless, spot again, you gotta, you gotta listen re-listing. to every single start over. Start over. <laughs>
1: um, I, I, I'm interesting. I want to hear what his favorite episode was.
0: Yeah, Nate, let us know, or we could do that for our Q and A for this episode. What was your favorite episode from 2023? Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, that's it for Wrapped, I think. Yes. But big news from last week.
1: Yes, which big, big news. knows about. Everybody. everybody
0: knows, but we were off last week for Thanksgiving, so we didn't cover this. But hashtag give it to Dave. We worked. won, boys. We did
2: we it. Yep.
0: It's now officially hashtag they gave it to Dave because, oh, yeah. <laughs> because he got a promotion and he is now chief creative officer. And so he is basically in the top three of the people. So it's him, Kathleen Kennedy and someone else. I didn't catch that. I think it was another woman. Um, they're leading the way. And so he is going to have a voice in every star Wars project. So out cool. there. And so I don't know if that means he's going to be doing any writing, which is kind of sad if he doesn't do any more writing. Cause like, I want him to write episodes of Mandalorian and, I don't. Asoka. I feel like
1: there's certain projects though they can't just pull from him,
0: right? And so we don't know exactly how that's gonna play out, but we're super excited. I, I've never had any loss of faith in Dave Filoni. Nope. I think he's
1: consistent.
0: He's he's consistent. Now, sure, that racing episode of The Bad Batch. We're Sorry, Eddie, but <laughs> they're not that great. But. So I'm just excited because now there's going to be a more central person involved in story making and that's going to be really good for like the Mandoverse stuff moving towards a movie and the Thrawn movie and all that stuff. And
1: bro, that mean you post it
0: in our private discord. Oh, the Skywalker I was, one. I was dying, bro. Dude, I saw that and I <laughs> it made me so mad. Okay. Oh, so, buddy! <laughs> I think it was someone in our disc in in the this the community discord posted it. And I, then I sent, I, sent, I sent it in our discord in the dank Farrick memes channel. And then I sent it to you guys, but it was, was it from the Arthur? It's, Arthur. Cartoon?
1: it's Arthur's fist. <laughs>
0: Arthur's fist. There's a meme where it's like, he's like clenching his fist. And it's just that. And it's the moment you realize that in the Ray movie, All the Padawans are gonna call her Master Skywalker. I'm like, no! (laughs) I was so mad because that's so true. It's gonna happen. (laughs) Oh, true. Uh, Oh, and do you think that they're gonna troll the fans a little bit and have a scene when she's fighting up when they're fighting off a group of enemies, and one of the Padawans says, "Master Skywalker, Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we gonna do?" Do you think they're gonna do that
1: that? I it, I would be happy. I would be. I would laugh. I hope they do that. I'll and the know. kid has to have an accent too. <laughs> they have to have an accent, and
0: it has to be like the same angle too. Like where she's like facing away from him, like with her lightsaber lit, and it's still, mm-hmm. like there, and the kid's like behind the blade, like saying, I, "I think that would be a great way to troll the fans." But I'm so mad that they're going to be calling her Master Skywalker, or hope maybe they'll just do Master Ray.
1: Oh, maybe because they say Master Luke,
0: Master Luke, Master Yoda, maybe Master Obi Wan sometimes.
1: But okay, but the thing is, Yoda doesn't have a last
0: name that we know of.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, well, that it seems like anyone knows.
0: All right. So, so. Yes. Anyway, Dave Filoni, they gave it to yeah. him.
1: Hashtag give it to Dave. Was a success. We did it. Now we need to do hashtag give it to John. Just give all of Star Wars. Take Kathleen out and replace it. with... Okay, someone. we're done with Kathleen
0: Kennedy talking about us. Because <laughs> remember, she's <laughs> involved in all the take stuff from- that we love too. So hashtag take it from Kathleen. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm thrilled about this. Yeah, I am too. And I'm just I'm just hoping. I have great hope for the future of Star Wars now. Like, I'm I'm very excited for it. And I just don't want it to be where everything bombs and then we all turn on Dave Filoni. I'd be so sad if that happens. <laughs> for real? That'd be so bad. <laughs> be so- and then it's going to be like when, you know, after episode three, you know, everyone shames Jar Jar Binks because he's the one that put Palpatine in power because he wanted everyone to vote.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: everyone's going to blame us for the hashtag, give it to Dave, like... Empire Radio, they're the ones that did this. They ruined Star Wars. Like that'd be a good see
1: I mean, yeah, I'll take the heat. <laughs>
0: um but yeah so that's Nate,
1: what what was the first episode we said? Hashtag you to Dave? Probably like Mandel.
0: No, it would have been in the first few months that we did it the three of us. Because I don't think we did it during the Mandalorian podcast. I think it was us three, it, I'm guessing it had to have been in the first, like, few months.
1: Did Nate also go listen to? I don't know. The, our, our two other podcasts that we had for short-lived?
0: I, I have no idea. I could go click on the wrapped on th- those ones and see. What, we should, we I logged we... into them the other, like, last month, and there's, like, almost no views on them as of late. Just because i well, have been inactive, but. Yeah. Cause I had to log into them because they were like, Oh, Gmails that have been inactive for X amount of years are going to get deleted. They they Google announced that. So I was like, well, we have emails for those podcasts. So I might as well just log into those, that podcast.
1: Bro, I probably have so many book emails that I made to get free audio books.
0: Don't tell the public about that. But anyway, that's, that's the news. Hashtag they gave it to Dave. So that's cool. But let's talk about some behind the scenes of behind Behind the scenes. Yeah. So this one episode is called On the Bucking Bronco. Because George Lucas says that line in this episode.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And yeah, basically they almost got the whole movie canceled because of how terrible production was. And that's basically this behind the scenes. Which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. But we learned some cool things about George Lucas, which is weird that they didn't bring this up last, like in the first episode.
1: The first episode was pretty much about ILM. If right. I remember.
0: Correctly. Right. Because it was kind of mainly like the start of ILM and like them trying to like make the miniatures and all the sets like smaller, mm-hmm. like whatever. Um, and then this one's kind of like the like George Lucas comes back from the filming of like the people, like actors and comes back to the United States. And then them, him coming back and finding all these, the production that they've been doing at the same time with like the miniatures and creating sets and stuff was behind. And it's just kind of like the chaos that ensued, but we learn how George Lucas got involved in filmmaking. And so, He was in a car crash when he was a teenager. Did you know this? I did know this. You did. I didn't know this. Mm -hmm. So he was in a terrible car crash when -hmm. he was a teenager driving his car, and it was in the paper. So this was in the 1960s or whatever. And Mm -hmm. like the picture of the car was wrapped around a tree. Yeah, like it was like fully elevated in the tree, wrapped around it. And he survived that. Like he woke up in the hospital and the nurse was like, good news. You have both your arms and both your legs still. <laughs> like, I don't know how he survived that, but he did. And he said, cause I, like, at this point, like he was just kind of like, like flunking school and doing terrible and like being rebellious. And this car crash basically like said, he's like, uh, I survived this. So that must mean I'm here for a reason. I'm gonna take life a little bit more seriously. So,
1: which and like when he said that in this episode, he started tearing up in this documentary, which yeah, was like, really, really cool. But it's it was crazy, like a really powerful moment.
0: It's just crazy how if he died in that car accident or like got paralyzed <laughs> or something,
1: what would you do? What like would we, we wouldn't would
0: have Star now? Wars. Like, yeah, it's a crazy thing. Like. One person's life has the effect on the world.
1: The world. In every movie we've seen so far.
0: Right, because ILM is involved in so many movies. And so, like, we wouldn't have Gollum. Yeah. Because ILM created Gollum. And so...
1: Gollum,
0: I mean... We, all kinds of movies. Like he Hayden. was also,
1: like, one of the founders of Pixar. Was he? Yeah. He helped find, like... It wasn't in this podcast, but it's, like, a different thing. Oh. And so, like, yeah, he's had such an impact on this, like, on the industry of movies. And, like, we've said this for before, and everyone really does know this, but to think that the reason why he ended up doing this was because he almost died. (laughs) Right.
0: And so... And he
1: had an awakening.
0: Yeah, so... Originally, like, this the plan that his dad had for him was to um, take over the family business because his dad was a business owner, and he owned, like, a, it was a stationery. It's, like, basically, like, office supplies.
1: Yeah, station. It's like, a small... Like, th-
0: like corner ex- store, basically, thing. Yeah. So, like, his, that was, like, what his dad wanted him to do, and George was, like... I don't really want to do that. Like whatever. He's like, I don't
1: want to. I don't want to have a job that I do the same thing every single day,
0: right? Which I think a lot of us can relate (laughs) to that. (laughs) Sympathize with. Um, When he said that, I was like, "Oh, sad." (laughs) Um. But yeah. So, but he ends up just going to college, um, and he took a lot of classes on like was it like anthropology and sociology and stuff mm-hmm. where like he got really into like understanding cultures and like how society works. And like, that's kind of like the building block of like inspired him to make star Wars because when you think of star Wars, he's like, you have to create a society. Like, a, like you got to build a world from scratch. Like I want to remake something new. And cause like so many movies are just, Oh, it's just, us in our world and we're just making stories based on us Mm -hmm. and like even um what i'm trying to think like there's movies from like the 1940s and 50s where basically it was just like like they would like make movies about the middle east and it's just like white people like acting like normal everyday people, but just in the desert, like I'm riding camels. Like that's not how the world works. Yeah. And so he's like, no, you got to make a a society from scratch and make it its own separate thing from us. And that was kind of like his philosophy with creating Star Wars. And I think that's very true because Star Wars is a very unique universe, like Mm -hmm. in storytelling. Cause like if you told me to make a set, for a Star Wars show or movie, and this looks like clothes and stuff like I wouldn't know how to. Do. I I would not know how to mimic the aesthetic of Star Wars, like and have it not look like Star Trek or not look like a, another futuristic thing or something. Like yeah. That. I I I wouldn't know. And like, you see people make like fan films, and like, there's fan films they work with what they got. I get it, but like, it doesn't look like Star Wars. It, it doesn't have that feel. And it's like, I don't know how to to mimic that. But like Lucasfilm, they have it down to a science. The people they hire to do it, they know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's all because George Lucas is like, you have to make a society, a world, build a culture from scratch. And it's its own thing, which I thought was really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like really cool to see how much... Um, he was like super into sci-fi, like really into it. And like when he started figuring out what he wanted to do, he created like a short film that won a bunch of awards, but then like his next project was working alongside the Director of The Godfather, but before he went off and did The Godfather, he did... I don't remember what movie it was. Uh,
0: Well, there's two movies that they mentioned. uh, THX 1138, and then there was American Graffiti. Mm -hmm. So those were like the two big movies that George Lucas made before Star Wars. I gave him a name. Yeah, Um, American Graffiti was the big, big one. That one was... Yeah, that was... So it was THX... 1138 first and then American graffiti um,
1: and is that thx one is that the short film one
0: I don't know um it looks so interesting it's like a like a weird space sci-fi thing it looked um, really
1: indie like it, I could it, see like small directors making something like that now
0: right and so like, I don't know I don't know I, I never seen it but like I looked up American Graffiti and it is on Paramount Plus. Oh, it is. If you have a oh. premium subscription, so it's on Showtime. Yeah, so yeah. Like, so like if you have Showtime or if you have pr- uh, premium Paramount Plus, it's on there. So I was like, that's cool. I might go watch it because.
1: Well, I've I- always said that if you guys, if the fans want, maybe this could be a different poll or something. If you guys want us to break down American Graffiti? I'd be down because I've always wanted to watch it, but I haven't yet. And after watching this, too, it was like, oh, I really want to watch it. There's, like, some good actors in there from, like, that I remember as kids, you know? Like, and it, apparently it's a comedy, which I didn't even know that.
0: Which I, I didn't um, know that either. I, I just didn't know, know anything about it. But I'm just looking up. So Richard, young Richard Dreyfus, young Ron Howard is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, is... And then Harrison Ford is also in it, too.
1: I knew Harrison was. I didn't realize that um, Ron Howard was actually in it as, like, the main guy. Like, this is how little I knew about. I knew that he made this movie called American Graffiti. Graffiti. (laughs) It wasn't about graffiti art. And it was about really nice cars. And I knew that Harrison was in it. It was, like, one of the first movies Harrison was in.
0: And... Richard Dreyfuss, he's a big actor, but like he's not really. I don't. Know, is he still alive? I'm mean, going quick look at this. He's still alive, but he's super old. He's he was the the the, the dad in What About Bob? Mm-hmm. That's Richard Dreyfuss. If you haven't seen What About Bob, go watch that movie. It's really good. But yeah, yeah. So those movies got so so American Graffiti was George Lucas's kind of like experiment of creating a society. Cause like, he's like, I want to create an aesthetic and it's all these super nice. Now we see them as classic cars. Uh-huh. And, but these, this was the nineteen late 1960s. It came out in 68, I think. So a lot of these cars are only like 10, 20 years old or something like that at this point. Yeah, And so, but like cars back then, It was an art form back then. Today, everything looks the same, basically. But all these cars were so cool. There are hot rods, there are all these cool cars, and they're all like bright colors. And he's like, I want this to be like the setting of this movie. And he created that look. And I think that that one, one best picture.
1: Yeah I think so And like what was cool about it was like Ron Mentioned in this documentary he's in it And he was talking about how It took him six months to Actually pick The actors that were going to be in it And I guess one day Ron said that to him And he was like Well it took me about six months to figure out What cars were in it too So <laughs> I don't feel offended by that
0: It did not win best picture but it was Nominated for best picture oh, okay
1: What beat it that year?
0: Uh, Probably a movie we never even heard of. Let me... I can go. So, best picture... The Sting. Oh, yeah, that's a... No, you don't. Whatever. never (laughs) heard of it. You know what else was nominated that year? Hmm. Um, The Exorcist came out that year. The original Exorcist. Well, okay, this oh, is, man. this would have been for 1973 when a movie came out. I thought it was 68, but it was 1973. But, yeah, I never heard of this thing.
1: Mm-mm. But Maybe you should go watch it.
0: No. Yeah. I've thought about, like, watching every best picture from every Ever? year. And I'm like, no, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sometimes they're not that great. <laughs> But. Some of the movies they pick. But, yeah, it was, like, really cool. And, like, American Graffiti was sweet because that was kind of what he did in his childhood was, like, he's, like, it was a culture where people were connected to their cars and they would just drive. They go they go on rides or and they would just go down the, like, major road and everyone would just drive and talk to each other in their cars and like that's how you got a girl like it was like a really interesting culture and and i feel like that that kind of was like the culture in the 50s though
0: yeah
1: people just people actually
0: had friends in real life and hung out Mm -hmm. with people in real life and so it's a thing that we have lost in our society is real life person-to-person friendships and so Kids, yeah. if you're listening, invest in real life relationships. Oh, I thought
1: you were going to say invest into a hot rod. <laughs>
0: or that too. My hot rod. <laughs> but,
1: find another friend that has one. And just start
0: cruising. <laughs> put more effort into real life people because we're built to be in relationship with people. So,
1: Community. Community. Groups.
0: So definitely do that. Get off your phone. Stop listening to us. Go hang out with a friend. Oh
1: Lord, no! <laughs> Introduce your friends to us.
0: Yes, and listen to and get sit listen together. Listen in a group on a your, nice in your shirt. car while you take a drive.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: But don't drag race with friends. Don't do that. That's bad. She's like, I did that when I was uh. a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes. Yeah, so from this, like, with the whole idea of like building a society. And like creating something, uh, he said something to make a new mythology and that's like what he wanted to do with star Wars. Like when he kind of presented this idea, like he wanted to create this new mythology, but like no one bought into it, like no one cared.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: so what I thought was really cool was the way that he got like these studios to like and producers or whatever to buy into this new mythology that he's trying to create a space opera He recruited Ralph McQuarrie to draw and create this new mythology with artwork, and so this is where we get all those cool drawings. If you look it up, Ralph McQuarrie concept art for Star Wars, like all the the whole Star Wars aesthetic, the world that we know came from Ralph McQuarrie. He made these designs, and this is what convinced studios, whatever studio it was, was it Fox. Or twentieth century, yeah,
1: 20, 20
0: like whatever. Twentieth the century, there, talks. like they saw these and that's what they bought into. Like mm-hmm. it's they created a new mythology through these, this artwork of, by Ralph McQuarrie, and it's today it's still being used for Star Wars. Like I was gonna
1: say, there's multiple things that we're getting that are like loosely designed off of Ralph McQuarrie's designs, and like, yeah, like even and like those, all those small clips. That are at the end of all the Mandalorian of like scenes, the artwork,
0: art, like the spiders, yep, like they got from Mando, like that season two episode two, like those were directly taken from a Ralph McQuarrie drawing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zeb from Rebels, yep, was he was the original Chewbacca design, Chewbacca design, yep. and it made him into a Lassat for a Rebels. Like, mm-hmm. so all these designs were were are still being used, and it's cool. So. Um
1: there is a Ralph McQuarrie art book. Is there? Get, did they yeah. is that new? Uh no, I think it's been out for a little bit. I I, th- I want to say Andrew has it.
0: Really? Yeah. I, I didn't know that they had one, but I that's something I'd be interested in just to look at. That'd be cool. Yeah, like
1: it. it's like a like a a long book, and you can just like look at all the pieces and there's like a little story about every single piece you did.
0: Like I want when the Mando verse is done with the Thrawn, single Mm -hmm. movie, not a trilogy, Um, (laughs) (laughs) that they have all the concept art, like all the stuff from the credits and the other extra drawings that they had. It'd be cool to have that in a book, the Mandoverse concept art.
1: They have that. It comes out every year. Every season that they have had, there's a book about all the art. Is it? It is? Yeah.
0: I didn't know that. Yeah, you can collect them. So They're like at Target. 10, so like 10 pages per... Like, oh,
1: like they go... They do the whole concept art of all the episodes.
0: Well, I did not know that.
1: With the storyboards and well, stuff.
0: Well, either way, hopefully at the end of the Thrawn movie, they come out with like a whole volume of everything. It's like mm-hmm. 500 pages. Like That'd be cool to look through. Go through. Yep. But... Yes. So... This was, you know, leading up to the trying to make the movie. So then it kind of like time jumps ahead a little bit. So, cause like last the first episode was they're showing all the production of them trying to make all the models and miniatures and stuff like that. And so it kind of popped back to the end of that story from episode one. Mm-hmm. And because like we said earlier, George Lucas was out in Europe and Tunisia and stuff like that filming with the actors and this picks up when he comes back to this. And so they said that they were given $2 million to make all the props and all the miniatures and stuff. And they used $500,000 to create ILM at this point. And so like a fourth of their budget was just to create a company
1: well, and Lucas said that he spent almost two million dollars out of his own pocket from American Graffiti. It was like a hundred and like it was a million, like and five hundred, I think he said, of his own personal money from American Graffiti to help create ILM
0: too. Mm, I missed that. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, so he comes back. And they're so far behind. Yeah. Nothing's done. They said only three shots have been filmed at
2: mm-hmm. this
0: point. And they said that in the last episode. Yeah. Two. And so he comes back and he's freaking out. He's super. Wouldn't you
1: be too, though? Oh, well, yeah.
0: Like, he's super freaking out. He becomes overwhelmed because there's so much chaos on in the studio. And he, like.
1: Thought he had a heart attack.
0: Yeah, thought he had a heart attack. And he went to the hospital. And they're like, we don't know what's wrong. I'm like, have you been under any stress lately? <laughs> You're like, yeah, definitely. And so that was that. Like, he's like, all right, I got to, we got to figure this out, blah, blah, blah. And which I, I feel like I remember this a little bit from the first episode. Maybe they did it, but like, they really focused it on this episode, but they had a rough cut of the film made that they wanted to show the executives or whatever. And it was just, like footage from World War Two flights, like plane, airplane flights. Like they're just made from movies or whatever. They and said it, just, it
1: literally seemed like a World War Two documentary.
0: Yeah, because they just took these. All right, this, p- picture this as a TIE fighter and X-Wings or whatever. Like this is this kind of like what this scene will look like, them chasing, fighting, dogfighting, and And like the executives were not impressed at all. Because one, you can't really see the new mythology that they're creating with these real life planes. Um, well, and
1: it went from like color images to black and white footage. Right. Like and I wouldn't be either. You put $2 million and back then $2 million was a lot of money.
0: Like they do that just like on like the food budget for like yeah. a movie now. So yeah. it's like, but they said the, the one thing that I like impressed the, the producer, uh, the executives or whatever was like, cause they only had three shots done from the studio. And what the one was that they talked about last episode, but they focused on here was the escape pod that they filmed. Like when <laughs> Leia leaves, like for whatever reason, the executives really liked the escape pod being launched out into space. And like, All right, this is cool. Keep going. Cause they were about to shut down the whole movie. Mm. Um, And
2: but they're like
1: crazy too because, like, we that's a scene that we're just taking for granted, yeah. Who cares? Like, Like,
0: and so, but they had to get their act together. So, George Lucas and his team, or whatever, they hired I forget the one guy's name and then some girl lady named Rose. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And they're like, her interview was like, George, like, do you know how? to write in shorthand and can you start Monday? And she's like, yes. And yes. And that's how she got the job. And her job was just to follow George Lucas around and write down everything he says. Mm-hmm. And then she helps with the other guys that they hired to make a production schedule to like lay it out. Like this is how much time we got. This is what we got to get done. Boom, boom, boom. And they had to create new ways of creating, doing a film. Cause this is like all new technology, all new concepts. And they got these Rose and this other guy to like create a production schedule, and that's how they got on board. But well, and
1: she would write it down, and then she would type it all out, and then George would cut the pieces of paper that she wrote out, and then he would tape it on certain things, and like
0: right. And so, um,
1: I'm pretty sure last back then she was typing it on a typewriter.
0: Uh, no, cause sh- shorthand is, do you know what shorthand is?
1: Like only writing like critical things?
0: C- kind of. I think it's, it's like when you
1: speed read, like you just read important words. It,
0: it's, it's like, um, like a way of writing like abbreviations for everything. Mm-hmm. So like every word has an abbreviation rather than just like like phrases or whatever so it's like if you and i were to look at it we wouldn't know how to read it like it wouldn't make any sense to us but someone who knows shorthand they could read it like a novel type of thing so it's just like
1: it was like when people like write text like jk lol
0: it was basically like that yeah Yeah. but like idk way way more (laughs) like intense and so I think that's what that is. So I think I don't know if she would have been doing it following with a typewriter, because typewriters back then were
1: <laughs> No no. She made huge. it seem like at the end of the day she would type out what she oh, wrote and then George would cut pieces of paper and then tape notebook. them on like yeah. the right stuff that they would like on the storyboard essentially. Right. So she would probably translate what she wrote while she was walking around with him all day. So that he could actually read it. It's
0: <laughs> great. And so,
1: It's stuff's like, yeah, it took, it took a woman to actually organize and make this movie <laughs> happen. I was like, oh, okay, make, make hashtag give me. it to Rose. Like, apparently,
0: <laughs> apparently. Um, but yeah, and then they mention, like, the one thing that they had to do to like, cause they had they were working like 18 hours a day. So the one thing that they had to do to get through every day was have a coffee break every day. And they, sponsor, they were sponsored by Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea, just like we are, which is crazy. Wow.
1: which has is been so around crazy. that long. Did you know that?
0: Yeah, even before you were born, it was already start, started. So, um, So if you want to drink the same coffee that George Lucas <laughs> drank in 1976,
1: Probably same roast everything
0: same the same roaster too right drew yep. Same <laughs> uh wesley andrews coffee and tea their sponsor if you want to get a discount on some great coffee and or tea check out this commercial
3: hey everyone andrew here i'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is wesley andrews coffee and tea if you don't know anything about wesley andrews you definitely should They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to WesleyAndrews.cc, use the code EmpireRadio, That's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it
0: cool cool all right well so in my notes i don't really know what this means but because you just watched it before we started recording but i they said something like they had the star destroyer model and it's like when they saw the star destroyer like they based off production off of that or something like the workflow like they plan from that like i can't remember what they meant by that i don't know do you remember what they said I have it in my notes, and I have no idea I what remember. I meant by it. So I watched this last week. <laughs> um, But yeah, so I think they, they basically saw the Star Destroyer model, and they kind of – was that thing like with the – They like – When they filmed it, like they had to like do something with the scale, with the size, like to show how big it was. And like we have to put the camera underneath it and film it upside down or something. Yeah. And which I didn't know is that that the Tantum four or five, I can never remember. Okay. is your it's favorite five. movie. Five.
1: I think it's five, but now I'm questioning myself because you said four or five. I don't know. Whatever. And now like ship, how
0: the how the book or how the movie starts. Like it's actually connected by a wire to the Star Destroyer. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. I didn't know that either. And so they're just moving the camera. The camera itself moves, not the models. Mm -hmm. And so that's, they had to figure out how to film that in a way that showed the scale of it. So they, they literally like put the camera like against the ship and like dragged it on it. So it was so close that it made it look bigger or something like that, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. But Yeah. So then after that, they were talking about the Cantina reshoots. They're like, there's not enough aliens in this cantina, not enough different aliens. Mm-hmm. They look kind of empty. And they're like, you got six weeks to make way more aliens, come up with designs, make the masks, get people in there so we can reshoot the cantina stuff, which is interesting. So like, all those different aliens that we see were created in six weeks, basically.
1: Which is why you get like a skeleton guy.
0: Yeah, you get... All those ones like Naggle
1: Tooth and like
0: Like the one like the one that they cut out or they, they replaced with like the the new like what you watch on Disney Plus is like the werewolf guy. hmm So you see him in this one. Yeah. Like in the background, but now it's replaced with something else. I don't remember. Also oh. they They showed a scene from the original like version of when they um, when Obi Wan and Luke get to, um, Mos Eisley, Mos Eisley, like it's a completely different scene.
1: I I think that scene was like before they added in the effect of the building.
0: I don't know because they didn't have like the ability to like put in a CGI. Because I think what we see now is a CGI. City. i think what we've seen yeah so like what they show was like looking at like the most place of uh, scum and villainy like that thing is like a completely different scene on the horizon which maybe you're right maybe it was something like before they added in some sort of overlay of putting in a city or something mat matte painting or something but I like this does not look familiar at all. And I'm like, oh, this is probably from the original cut because there's a lot that they've added in and changed with CGI and the what mm-hmm. we see on like the Blu ray versions and then what's on Disney Plus, which yep. I'm surprised they haven't released
1: the original.
0: The original stuff. I would
1: cry. And we would watch them again and you, break them down.
0: Maybe <laughs> you, cause you can go on YouTube and people have, well, like the, the side-by-side comparison that you can watch.
1: When I used to like watch, I used to every May 4th, me and my cousin, what do you use? We, I had the VHS box set, the three box set. I still have it. And I had a VHS player and we would watch it every year. The, Original 3 on VHS And it was the un The Not the updated one The pre-1997 G, Yeah So you got the, like the The original It was the original box set Before the HD one So you, you had like a different song At the end of the move On episode 6 You had like Jabba's Palace That dun, 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 That song Yeah That's not the original song This is a different song in there Oh it is? Huh. Yeah like there's like a lot of things. There's a lot less fake-looking creatures in episode four <laughs> that you see walking around. Like there's like right. only yeah. one bantha. There's not like a group of banthas.
0: Right. And it, like but isn't there like um like a wampa arm? Like where like you see the 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 arm of the guy like in the thing like it's that's in the original like where you see the where they didn't they can't he put his his hand into the for into the scene further than he was supposed to and you see the end of like the glove of the i don't remember
1: that but that wouldn't surprise me (laughs) (laughs) like i don't remember that part but then like there's also like um i don't know it just feels a little less full but and at the same time it feels more realistic because there's not a lot of like poor CGI in, Right. especially yeah. the New Hope one, like you don't get the the um uh, job of the hut and Hondo scene is like completely Han, not Han. even Han. in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, Han. Sorry. That that scene's not even in the
0: movie. Right. So. But yeah. And so. And then from this, they added the claymation for the hollow chess game,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is cool. Like I it's cool they they added it extra because originally what they were thinking of doing was just filming people and like putting the camera far away so it looked like they were smaller. But they're like, mm-hmm. no, a movie just came out like some other like space movie came out, and they were playing a chess game. And they used like a large giant chess set. And it was just people in costumes. And it looked like a chessboard. And it may look like this is what they were using. We're like, no, we can't copy what just came out. We gotta do something new. So they did the claymation. And so that's cool that yep. they just kind of like made it up in the moment to like do that, which is cool. And I think that was like another six weeks to like make these designs and then film it.
1: Just for, like, the brief scene that's in.
0: But now it's, like, the standard of, like, now every time it comes up, we see those same creatures.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Um, And then they ended with stuff about the Death Star. And they said they almost cut, like, the executives wanted to cut the whole Death Star bombing, like, like attack on like, they want to get rid of that. There's like, all right, we're, no, it's too much, too much work. The movie is, you go in, rescue the princess, and that's it. Which would have been crazy to do. Because then, like, that would mean, like, the second movie would be when they destroy the Death Star, and then it would just, like, change Maybe. the whole. Like, it would change the whole because they would have to revisit it because Leia got the plan to Death Star at the beginning of the movie. So it's like, yeah. they would have the shifted the whole rest of, the, like, the trilogy of how they would have done it. Like mm-hmm. it, rather we would, probably wouldn't have Hoth because it would just be, oh, it would just be the Death. Maybe they would start with the Death Star run, mm-hmm. thinking of that, and then Luke would get a message from Obi Wan, be like, "Go to Dagobah or something like. I don't know. They could have yeah, done that, know. but who knows? So that that was cool that it almost got cut, and the only reason the Death Star has the trench ring around it is because they needed a way to show the X-Wings and stuff going fast because they needed stuff on the sides to show how fast you're going. If you're going through a canyon, they're like, yeah, when you're flying a plane through a canyon, it looks like you're going a lot faster than if you're just flying above ground because you Mm -hmm. are seeing things move by you fast. So it's like we have to put a trench around it just so we can f- make it look like when we're filming on these sets that it's going fast, which is, I guess I made it, might've known that already, but I didn't. I mean, it makes
1: sense too. Cause like even after that, like Top Gun, they do a lot of like, there's a lot of movies since then that use cannons and like small quarters to make things seem faster than
0: they actually are. Yeah. And so what is cool, which I didn't know, was the entire like trench run is made up of they made six different like design panels of like the texture of the the trench like all the different like pipes and all the whatever
2: mm-hmm. but
0: they like made a million of those molds but then they just cut them up into different ways and then this randomly rearranged them so it didn't look like it was repeated over and over again which is interesting like i want to go back and like do it in slow motion but, like okay there's the same set of like three bars in a row <laughs> yeah yeah, or yeah. Something. but they just cut them up and like changed like connected them to different pieces and then like changed like rotated 90 degrees on this one and like they did that for the whole trench run scene because they that it was just six different sets that they had which is mm-hmm. which is cool and they're like okay we still got like show scale of like how big the death star is and so like we have to put windows in the trench run and the windows are all the yellow dots that you see in there of like light going through a window and so Mm -hmm. they get these little reflective pieces of material and they just put thousands of them in there and then the guy that was like did that like showed so I guess George Lucas's wife at the time was working on this film and yeah. she like looked at camera footage or whatever, and she's like these dots are too too big you you got to cut them in half and make them smaller <laughs> so they had to take out thousands of these little stickers oh so crazy bro cut them in half and then glue them back on and that's the small little yellow windows of light that we see in the trench run to show scale which is kind of funny that's
1: George's ex-wife or did ex-wife. she she didn't pass away or anything.
0: No, they got a divorce. So or whatever, so separated. That's cool Separate. that they worked on it together. Um and the last thing that I have in my notes was when they were filming the trench run thing, like they had to move the camera fast. Mm-hmm. Also, cuz you can't just have the walls like you have to like they didn't have the ability to speed up the way we can speed up when like times 2 speed or whatever. So they had to attach a camera to a truck. They put this long Death Star Trench Run set outside. And they're like, we have to go 30 miles an hour to get the look that we want. So it's just them with a the camera down in this trench on like a beam, whatever, cross beam or whatever. And they're going back it's and so forth. Cool. To just <laughs> I'm like, this is so, so janky.
2: Oh, cool.
1: it's so, like, janky and, like...
0: But, it's like, if they, like...
1: That's how you had off, to do
0: it back off then. Off just too. a little bit. Like, he, Hit like... a
1: pothole?
0: Uh, well, they didn't have a parking lot, so They knew it wasn't a pothole. But, like, if they if he just kind of, like, twitched a little bit, like, the steering wheel, that camera would have went right into the, the whole set of the Death Star, destroyed it, <laughs> and then the whole movie would have never happened. They would have canceled it. Like, nope. Too 100%. much, too expensive.
1: Or just canceled the whole Death Star getting blown up.
0: Yeah, so... I thought it was crazy. And then they, they, George said, uh, it might, this might've been a hyperbole. I don't know if he meant like for real, but he said like, they're still editing the sound like the day of the release or something like that, which I don't think is true because you have to send out the film to theaters and stuff. So one yeah,
1: makes. or is it just like the private re- like the first release?
0: I I don't know. But even then you can't edit that sound. Export it in quotations. I don't know how I, I don't know how they do stuff, bro. Like that. When
1: you forget that all this was re- filmed on
0: film, film, physical film,
1: and like you, there's like like pictures in, throughout this documentary, and there's just piles of film on the ground, yeah. from like all the retakes, like just layer like it looks, piles, it looks like, it looks like a
0: like, Easter basket, like grass, yeah. like piles of it.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> I don't know how they. On like, what they needed to find in that pile, but
1: so crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like they had <laughs> to go through every single thing and like cut it here, place here. Like
0: <sighs> it was a crazy time back then.
1: So much harder back then, bro.
0: And there's still like people that like like modern films but they still try to do it on film to get a certain look because there's things you can, can't do. Yeah, in digital it's filming, like,
1: it's like the same. Where like. Like my wife's super into her old film camera, and she like Miles's birthday pictures. Like she was taking them with her old classic camera with the flash. But when you look at the photos, though, it takes you back to like when we were kids and we looked at pictures of us as little kids that our parents took.
0: And it does have some weird, like nostalgia feel feel to it. You still bring that to Walgreens or something to get. No, there's, like, How no one that? really
1: does it anymore. For a while, like, Walmart and Target used to still do it, but they don't really, I don't even think they do it anymore. There's, like, this company that Steph sends it to, like, in Bloomington that, oh, yeah. like, they just develop film, and then, like, you get it, and then you also get, like, a digital copy. Right. So you get, like, you can request for the prints or just the digital, and then she gets the digital and posts it all up on, like, Facebook and Instagram, like, It was off of a camera, but it was off of her actual film camera. It's really cool. Like, it has, like, a weird feel to it. And, like, the funny thing is, like, you know how many pictures that our parents had to take of us to make sure we were cheesing? You know, like, now it's like, take it. All right, everyone, cheese. Oh, you didn't look. Let's, like, redo it. Like, you forget that you could do that. There's so many pictures of Miles, like, uh, like
0: making faces and crap. Well, they so have, funny. you see that commercial that they have now? For like, some camera, like, uh, like smartphone where you take pictures and you can, like, take the head from this oh, yeah. picture and put it on the body. The, new, this so the, new, like-
1: the new Google one. You can literally <laughs> take someone's head off and give them the better head from a different photo and put like it on one photo.
0: Yeah, like, that wasn't a thing back then. And then, like... You you'd print your pictures, bring them to Walgreens or Target or whatever, get them printed, like and have them back. And you would look through them, and like you remember sometimes like the person taking a picture like their finger would be covering the oh, lens yeah. a little bit, the finger or
1: like <laughs> like. I remember when I first started at Target, and this was a long time ago, like right when I started college in like 2011. I worked at the Target downtown, and I worked in the film department because. Our brother older brother just worked there and he would he would tell us some weird stories he would pictures that he had to develop and like i don't even want to know dude I don't it's even crazy know. some of the stuff I was like don't you realize other people see this because they have to like develop this i don't stuff. think they
0: knew i think they thought they just put it in a machine and it <laughs> puts them in but an envelope print, print it out it. i don't know dude it was it's crazy <laughs> good old days man <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. so they released a film, and it was the highest grossing film of all time at that point, which was like seven hundred eighty million dollars or something like that. Which Mm -hmm. is like, if you don't make that much now, like you're not making money at all. No,
1: but compared to up two million that they put in this Mm -hmm. film. Plus some extra, plus stuff.
0: whatever extra stuff. So it's like it made a lot of profit, a lot. Of but because if you think about that, well, let's just say like they the extra. Let's just say big number, ten million dollars they spent on it, which is way more than they probably did. Mm-hmm. I could probably look it up. But like making seven hundred.
1: Chat, help us out, Will. How much? Seven
0: hundred million dollars more, like. That's 70 times. Back then, too. So, like, now, if, you know, they spent $200 $200 million to make a movie, you know, a good one, like, the top grossing movies of all time, like, $2 billion, that's only 10 times Mm -hmm. what they did. So, like, um... Like, think
1: about that, bro. What was the movie that finally broke that?
0: Oh, uh, wasn't tell- it the last jet or no it was like right or no i think it was l- the lion king
1: that i think the,
0: the lion I, I can i'm gonna look it up yeah we gotta look this up
1: will our mod is like sleeping or something i don't know
0: so i know so i, I sometimes look up like so let's see because on this i look up this thing So, okay, let me go back up to the top. So, this Wikipedia page has, like, it's a list of highest-grossing films. and So, it has a, this monetary-wise, but then they have, like, ones adjusted for, for uh, inflation Girl. and stuff.
1: Inflation. So,
0: right now, the highest-grossing film of all time is the first Avatar movie. $2.9 billion. Second place, Avengers Endgame at two point seven. Um, and so if if I scroll down to adjusted for inflation, the original Star Wars film is actually only f- number four of all time
2: mm-hmm. at
0: adjusted $3.4 billion if it was oh. today. So that would have been uh, $700 million more than our current top highest grossing film of all time.
1: So, what's in the number one?
0: Number one is from 1939, Gone with the Wind. Oh. <laughs> At $4.1 billion, as if it were, oh. which is crazy.
1: Gone with the Wind. When's the last time you've seen that movie?
0: I don't think I've ever seen it.
1: Your mom never made you watch that? No. Oh, sounds like you had a better childhood than me. <laughs>
0: So, I'll, I'll just go over this list. So, number one, Gone with the Wind. Number two, Avatar, which, which is weird that they adjusted that, but it's I guess it is 14 years difference. Uh, number three, Titanic. Number four, A New Hope. Five, Avengers Endgame. Uh, number six, The Sound of Music. Number seven, E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Number eight, The Ten Commandments. Number nine... Dr. Zivago and number 10, The Force Awakens. Actually, I knew
1: cool. Force Awakens was up there,
0: it is up there for like um highest grossing stuff, too. So, but two Star Wars movies in the top 10 adjusted for,
1: and one of them's by Disney.
0: But right now, Star Wars The Force Awakens is the highest grossing Star Wars film of all time. And that was right now it's number five in history. And it, but at its peak was number three.
1: Dang. Which I knew it was up there. And it was just dude. the hype behind that movie was so real.
0: Yep. S- I uh, that. Star Wars, the last Jedi is currently number 19. Is there any other Star Wars? Rise of Skywalker is number 37. Rogue One is 41.
1: Uh, So low. It needs to be way
0: higher than that. The Phantom Menace at 47. Ooh, and interestingly. Okay, so, okay. I'm kind of like looking at all these things. So, because it says on here, like, the rank of top 50, but then also has next to it, like, at its peak what it was ranking. Mm hmm. So in 1993, Jurassic Park became the highest grossing film of all time. So that might have been the one that beat out Star Wars, if I had to guess. And then The Phantom Menace at its peak was number two of all time.
1: Oh, wow. I mean, Jurassic Park was so good, dude. Or it is so, it's such a good movie still.
0: Dude, the T Rex scene in the rain, 1993. And on the toilet? Uh, that's scene yes the whole thing but that t-rex i think is the best cgi like we've ever got like one of the best things we've ever gotten and that was 1993
1: is pretty good though that
0: water that is i get that but that t-rex no yeah looks believable believably real and that was 1993 and now they try and do that same thing now it doesn't even look close that's good no
1: you're right like it was so good and what's, so I'm going to Hawaii. Yep. I was going to say next Yeah, you month, told us you were
0: going to take the, the Jeep. Yeah, did I tell getting, you that you we're last going? Episode,
1: oh, yeah. We, like, booked it. I'm pretty excited to, like, they're not actually Jeeps. I found out they're actually side-by-sides. Oh. But they're off-roading still. Still be fun. But you, like, go through that whole part where, like, you see, like, all the Pterodactyls fly around, like, those peaks and stuff on the island, and so we get to drive through like that whole point, and then you see that gate and you walk in.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah. This is gonna be it's gonna be cool. I think I'll like it.
0: Fun, fun. Yeah. All right. Well that was Episode two. On the bucking Bronco. okay, so he says on the buck bucking bronco. And so it was like when he was about to get fired and have the whole movie, like he was holding on for dear life that he wasn't mm-hmm. going to get kicked off this thing. Like that's what he was describing it like. So that's what it was like for George Lucas. But he held on. He's like, if you're making a film, you have to just persist. You have to keep going. Don't stop. Don't give up. Like, so, like, he's like, I got to hold on to this Bronco, ride it out. And if I kiss, hold on, we can get it done. And now we have our favorite Franchise,
1: Friends, which is my cool. favorite Star Wars movie,
0: yeah. Even the first half, even the first half. <laughs> all right, cool. Does this
1: make you appreciate a New Hope a little bit more?
0: Okay, I've never not appreciated it. I just think I know the stuff on Tatooine is boring, and that's not the stuff that this covered. The, the first two of those, the stuff they covered they was the second half.
1: To add all those characters in the cantina.
0: Yeah, but most of the, all, this production that they were doing with miniatures was for the second half. Facts, which That's is a good half. All so. the space,
1: space stuff, right? Dude, th- that scene though, when they like didn't have like the sound effects or like any, oh, yeah. other, when they're running through, and and Hans like, well, they're chasing the stormtroopers the other way. And it's just like one little spark, and then there's no noise. It's so funny. (laughs) When they show that scene unedited, it was so bad. Yeah.
0: It's like, yeah. All right, cool, cool. Well, we might as well transition over to everyone's favorite time of every episode, voicemail time. It's
1: voicemail time.
0: Alright, cool, cool. Alright, we have two voicemails tonight. And so, first up, we got one from Lucy. Ooh. So, let's take a listen.
2: Hi everyone, it's Lucy, stopping by to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving and just reiterate how grateful I am for all of you guys I recently had my 50th episode of For Light in Life, which is so incredible to me. Mm. And I honestly would have never done anything like that without having found Empire Radio. I have made lasting friendships in your community. I have been inspired to take fan fiction in new directions. And I've become such a more confident and, dare I say, mature person because of your presence in my life. Meeting you and some of the other listeners at EmpireCon was an amazing experience that I wouldn't trade for the world. I think it's such a powerful thing that a bunch of random people in different places around the globe can find each other on the internet, guided by your podcast lights, and connect over this shared love of Star Wars. All this to say, happy Thanksgiving to the best Big Brothers I could ask for, and may the force be with you. <laughs> I
0: didn't hey, want to go make one. us cry, Why? Lucy. Gosh, Daniel, Lucy. <laughs> Uh, yes. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Lucy and to your family. Happy Thanksgiving. Thankful for you guys. <clears throat> Thankful for all the people who listen and follow us and yes, the friendships that we've made and all that jazz. So yeah, it's good to hear from you, Lucy. And yes, yeah. you are much more confident and much more mature now. I was, I told her I messaged her the other day cause I've been, uh, really listening to our high republic book reviews and breakdowns because I want to get refresher to get ready for mm-hmm. reading this fourth book that we're doing in January guys if you're going to mark your calendars mark your calendars January, 20th, January 24th we're doing the next high republic adult right over christmas break but I was listening to the episode yesterday or whatever it was and in the voicemail section, it was Lucy. She sent in a voicemail that episode, and it was her third ever voicemail.
1: Oh, wow. And she
0: sounded so much different. It was kind of funny, but uh, yeah, so yes. So thank you, Lucy, for that, those kind yes, words. Yes, thanks, Lucy. You're the best little sister we could ever ask for, so. That's and
1: I don't have a sister, so there you go.
0: I have a sister, but she's 11 years older than me, so I don't have a little sister. I don't even and have a little she? brother.
1: Yeah, True. I was I'm gonna say youngest. isn't she almost as tall as you too? Uh,
0: kind of, I don't know. Well, she's she's taller than most girls, but I'm so tall. She's tall. No, she's probably what five eight, maybe. I don't know.
1: Oh really? Wow. Well, okay. Last time I saw her, I was like
0: like five. When you did your, five, I'm five years old. I still remember that day. <laughs> so. Yeah,
1: that's fair. She was uh, huge back then. <laughs> she was all tall as egg. Uh,
0: yes, so. All right. Well, thank you, Lucy. Next up, we have a message from our good friend Garrett, who's still on Adventure, but based on this voicemail, I think uh, something might be wrong. So let's uh, oh, no. take a listen.
1: Hey, Empire Radio. This is Garrett. I am currently flying through space, and I am not being held by the huts. There is no reason to look into my location or worry about where I am or what I am currently doing. I have a simple two-part question for you. What age would you show your child the Star Wars trilogies? Personally, I don't think I was able to fully comprehend Star Wars before the age of 16. Also, what trilogy would you start with? Starting with 1, 2, and 3 would give them a more coherent story, but starting with 4, 5, and 6 would give them the no I am your father surprise. Let me know what you think.
3: Oh gosh, Oh no.
0: So, thank you, Garrett. And you were definitely not reading from a script from whoever was not holding you Someone's
1: p- pad.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That I was, I was just so funny. But that funny was, That was a really unique way of... <laughs> I liked it. I, I liked it. Good job. Good job, Garrett, on that. But I hope you're okay, because... I don't know uh, to find you. Who, who knows Who? Knows who how, how someone translate what was said at the end of that we'll get on it we'll get on that do you see what will wrote in chat
1: yeah like you hear my name and i was like oh shoot i toned out
0: <laughs> um but his questions for us uh at what age would you show your children star wars and what trilogy would you start with so well he I made a good
1: point though like like what age do you you want to show them and like they
0: comprehend it right because i've already
1: watched a new hope with miles
0: so i don't have kids i don't plan on ever having children so i can't really answer this unless
1: you adopt right
0: i would i would rather adopt than have a kid but i'm also not planning on getting married (laughs) so i'm not gonna adopt and not be married so that's a whole thing. Whatever. That's
1: a longer conversation. That's a longer conversation.
0: <laughs> but I, I don't know. I've thought about this like when cuz people have asked me I think like my my pastor asked me like what like if I'm going to show my children kids like what would you recommend like how to do it? Because like I think his oldest son is like 7.
1: I'm like, "Ah, perfect time." Perfect.
0: I don't know. I I, I want to say like 8 or 9 is when you should start showing Star Wars, because I, I, I want them to understand at least but to a point. The
1: Clone Wars, like you understand the Clone Wars, like the cartoon shows and
0: stuff. Yeah, but it's so. Don't break whatever you I just died. kicked. We're good. Um, but like you don't. There's so much in Star and the Clone Wars that's so like deep, and so complex. I'm like, I want them to like understand some of the subtleties of like.
2: Well, you, you have this?
0: to
1: watch like,
0: it more than once, and I, of course, then you'd like be watching it with them, and you can like talk to them like no. every, after every arc and like explain things and stuff, which I think would be a good parent-child interaction of like teaching them to understand mm-hmm. stuff in Star Wars. But if I if I had a kid, probably like eight or nine. Oh, but you said you already started miles well, off with.
1: Yeah, I've like watched A New Hope and started watching it with miles. And then he's like intrigued for like a solid three minutes. And then he runs off and places his toys. So like, I don't know. Like
0: you were watching visions with him and he freaked out on that. Yeah's Reach episode.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's like, s- the stuff kids watch these days, like just on YouTube for kids. You can show them Star Wars I should just say like
0: I get that but it's also one is it healthy to be showing little kids all these movies like just like screen interaction like there's so many no. that, like screen time is not healthy
1: Oh yeah, it's not good for you <clears throat>
0: and so like part of that is me like I I think I'd be too old-fashioned in raising my in kids just because <laughs> I'd be like you get like one hour a week on a screen. Until you're like ten years old or something. You don't, don't have know.
1: kids and they hate you already. Yeah, I know.
0: I'd be the worst parent ever. Um, well,
1: I, and like it's kind of one of those things where you say that, and then you have one, and you're like, I just need a break.
0: I know, but trust man. me,
1: it changes. I, I was the I, same I, way. I don't know. I, it's so cool to watch like old cartoon shows that you used to watch as a kid. Like Miles loves mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, especially the new movie. He'll watch the whole movie and laughs at bits. And like when there's like parts where like Mikey does something stupid and gets hurt or whatever. Miles like dies laughing. And to watch it through this little two-year-old eyes, it's like the best thing ever. So it's like, I don't know. My favorite thing on Saturday mornings is Steph sleeps in, me and Miles sneak down, and we'll watch like an old like show that I used to watch on Saturday mornings. And me and him would like sit eat cereal out of a bowl in the living room, and we're not supposed to do that. Mom gets mad at us, and we just sit there and like just be naughty dad and son kind of things in our PJs, and we it's like the best thing ever. And it ends up with him spilling all over the floor, and then <laughs> but for a good hour, it's the best time ever. <laughs> but yeah,
0: but yeah, so. But the second part of the question was, with what trilogy would you start?
1: And yeah.
0: So obviously you said you already started. I would. It. I
1: would do the. I would do the original. Like when he actually will under comprehend it. I think the original and like getting to the point, because the hard part is too like so many kids and everyone knows like, Luke, I am your father before they even watch any Star Wars.
0: I think. I think our generation that's true, but I think like kids now like they don't know that. And so it's like, cause you. you I want to say that, but
1: like my like seven year old niece, or not seven, she's like ten now or eleven, but she like knows. She's like, wait, isn't Vader Luke's dad? I'm like, you've never even watched a day of Star Wars in your life. There's that, but that's
0: she's an exception. Like most kids who haven't seen Star Wars wouldn't know that. And like you can go on YouTube and watch like parents like filming their kids like reacting to the father reveal scene and like the kids get, get, get shocked and like, no, is that true? No, no. Like, like they just freak out. Like, and and that's when what you I show to Miles to Empire miles, reveal
1: in like five years. When miles is seven and five years, and this is the oldest running top five Star Wars podcasts of all time. Still, you guys will see that video reaction. Yeah.
0: You need to film miles reacting to Vader. If he doesn't already know that, but Like I I used to be in that camp where like I wanted people who have never seen Star Wars to like react to the father scene Mm -hmm. so much. Like but I'm like I don't think I want to start people out with the the the,
1: sibling scene?
0: I don't I don't I now I'm I'm full fledged watch in chronological order. Like all my friends that like want to get into Star Wars and ask me like how to do it, I already have a Google doc typed up with everything in chronological order, all the shows, all the movies with like notes on like when to do things. And so like, I'm all about the chronological order. I'm like, I think it's, do you even do that with the clone wars with the arcs? Yeah. I recommend, I put the link in there too. Like here's the chronological thing.
1: Cause that's Um, how I watched clone wars. I watched it with that link of what episode to go to next.
0: Right. And so, yeah, I think what you could do, like there's, there's, some people they, what they like to do is, um, like what do they call it, like the machete way or something? I can't remember how what they call it, but it's like you watch episode four, mm-hmm. then you go and have watch one and two, and then watch five, and they get the the Vader reveal but they they already know that Anakin is Luke's father but they didn't know that Anakin turned to the dark side so they see that Anakin is Vader in episode 5 and then they watch episode 3 and then and they watch, watch the fall so yeah Ooh. so it's like
1: that, but that's I like that, that's but
0: way too confusing <laughs> no so chronological all the way Garrett that's I'm I'm full-fledged on that uh that bandwagon
1: yeah, I don't know. That's I got to I got to think about it. I got like 5 years before Miles will actually understand. The thing is Miles knows Vader. Right. Like he knows that character cuz like I have so many toys and he's the f- first Star Wars character that he knew. He knows Vader and he knows Mando because I have like a Mando pop at my desk at work. And so anytime he, like his grandpa drops him off, to me. He goes to the desk and said "Mando, Mando." And he grabs a Mando toy and then he plays with the IG-11, and they shoot each other. He makes them fight. Right. So, yeah. Cool, I cool. don't know. That's a good question.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Garrett, for that question. It's a good question. Hopefully you're you're safe. Hopefully you can use your space magic. Or space powers, whatever you call it, that one time, to get out of there, safe and sound. Hope maybe someone will come and rescue you. I don't know. Like we don't know what's going on. The, the plot has thickened. Yep. All right, cool, cool. Well, is that it? That's it. No more oh, voicemails. Wow. That's it. So let's go over some social media, and we can get out of here for tonight. So, if you're new to the podcast, which based on our Spotify Rap, seventy seven percent of our new uh listeners this year from international locations around the world. But if you're new this year, you're just getting caught up, join the Discord. Join us, mm-hmm. follow us on Instagram. And you can all do all that by the link in the description, links.co slash empire radio, links spell two eyes, landing page for everything. So join the Discord, get caught up with all the cool shenanigans in the Discord. Talking with people, there's channels for everything. Star Wars to talk about, or anything you want to talk about. Uh, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook, YouTube. We have uh, video versions. uploaded to YouTube every week all of our episodes. Follow us on Twitch where we live stream every episode. So if you just can't wait for the audio version or YouTube version, you can watch the live stream with us.
1: Interact we'll, with us. Yep, in the chat, talk to we us. Talk to you guys and yell yeah, at Will, and you guys Hello. can well y'all will too
0: a little quiet in the chat tonight but that's all right and then let's see there's the fan email if you want to send us a an email if you want to get connect talk talk to us do that you can do that as well um we are also part of be Loosely nerdy.com which is an entertainment network that we're a part of so if you like other nerdy content outside of star wars go check that out there's there's stuff about like marvel and like other movies like we had Cal on a couple few weeks ago and he has his own podcast part of that. So he does all kinds of movies, breakdowns and all kinds of stuff. There's stuff for everybody at needless. You should go check that out. Um, oh, and if you want to send a voicemail, we said, Hey, if you're from other country, you're new, send us a voicemail.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is say, hi, that's all I gotta do. You don't gotta make it. You don't gotta come up with some elaborate plot like Garrett or something like nope. Tori. this, make something up fun. Send a, a voicemail, question.
1: ask us questions and don't be afraid to ask us a question. And just because you might think maybe we already got asked that. We're at episode 230 something. Yeah, there's We definitely probably forgot the question or we have a different just, answer by now. Just, so just,
0: just ask don't us. ask us, just don't ask us what planet we would want to live on. Cause we've gotten that about 10 times. <laughs> so our planet to live on like, yeah. We love non Star Wars stuff. We talk, we've talked all, we have 200 some episodes now of all Star Wars content. We like talking about non Star Wars stuff. So if you have a non Star Wars question, we love to do that too. Yep. Fun debates, fun discussions about random things is always great. So,
1: and go to YouTube. There's all extra content over there sometimes as well. Yeah. Just reaction subscribe.
0: videos, watch parties, trailer reactions, product Real reviews, games. unboxings. Um,
1: I need to do some
0: more of those.
1: Toy yeah. hunts. Toy hunts. Con vlogs. There's a lot over there. So go over here.
0: Cooking. I haven't done a cooking video. In. Yeah, you need to stop with your game. Last time I did a cooking video, Star Wars themed cooking video, was with the collab with Sydney. <laughs> and that was. Like two years ago? That was like March 2021. <laughs> so Yeah,
1: almost two years ago. So. So yeah, send suggestions So what
0: you want Jeremy to. Talk 2022. It was 2022. January. It was March of 2022, not 2021. 2022. So it's been almost two years coming up in this coming spring. But Sydney, how are you? I haven't heard from you in a while. What's up, Sydney? Uh, from Cinemakery. Go follow her on Instagram. She does a lot of yeah. cool baking stuff on there. Um, go follow Lucy on her podcast too. Yeah, for Light and Life. Yes. Go check that out. Our so, Little
1: Sister Podcast.
0: So the last chapter of her book dropped. I need to catch up on Sunday. So uh, I listened to episode nine finally. And then I uh, ten is just came out, so I haven't watched listen to that yet. But yeah. Pretty good. Pretty nuts. What's going on in that story? So but if you're gonna follow her and listen to that story, you gotta watch our Fan film, the voicemail cinematic universe, which is on YouTube. Go check that out. Crazy fan film, film length movie made by the fans for the fans. So go check that out before you watch about the (laughs) fans before you listen to uh, Lucy's fan fiction, which is a sequel story. But like she said today, she had her 50th episode. So I think, and then this last episode she was was 51. So when, after she sent that voicemail and maybe I think Mm -hmm. so, there's all kinds of stuff on her channel that you can get caught up on too. So yeah, so that's everything. Anything else, Drew?
1: No, buy coffee.
0: Buy coffee. Yeah.
1: Free plug, plug,
0: extra plug for Wesley yep. Andrew. And so next week, we plan on having an EU with Andrew next week.
1: Yeah, Andrew's
0: back next week. So
1: tell your neighbors, tell your friends, chat.
0: Yep, You guys I, better be going off next I week. I think the rumor him. is he's finally going to do EU Luke, which would be a multiple episode presentation. I think that's what we're doing, but who knows? He might throw us a curveball and do something else. But that's supposed. I think that's the plan. So get excited for that. Hopefully it's not another four-hour episode like his last EU with Andrew. But it will that's be another come. story. <laughs> but I think that's it. Drew, anything else? nope that should be it alright cool cool well you've been listening to another behind the scenes tastic episode of Empire Radio I'm Jeremiah I'm Drew and may the force be with you always Needlessly Nerdy, your source for all things nerdy.
2: www.needlesslynerdy.com.